Do you believe that his goodness is running after you? You know, that's actually from the Bible, right? I think it's Psalm 37. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Look at somebody say, Surely. If you're a man, say, Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> that's an old joke. <laughs> at least I think I'm funny. Well, you know, I, I have lo I love uh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and uh, I really do. I, I just, it's such an important part of my life. I'm happy to get a chance to talk about it because, of course, this is one of those months when people think about spirits. Next week, I want to talk about angels, angels and demons next week because angels have been operating in your life. These spirits, the Bible called them ministering spirits, they've been operating in your life and you didn't even know it. So we're going to talk about that. But today I want to talk to you about the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, I just say Holy Ghost because it's in the King James, it's a, a, it's a huge word in the King James. It's only a few times called the Holy Spirit. A spirit and ghost means the same thing in the Bible. But I want to call, talk about the Holy Ghost because it's, it's a subject to me that's just, uh, you know, so, so powerful. How God designed the kingdom of God to operate. So I want to talk to you about moving in the Holy Spirit, moving in the Holy Ghost. Okay, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, 3rd verse says this, Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Just say it out loud because all you, I know you guys love God. Say Jesus is, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Now, people that are of a wrong spirit have a very difficult time saying that because the Bible says they cannot. I remember I had a young girl that was in a false religion in our college ministry, and I was trying to lead her to the Lord, and she was still, you know, incredulous. And I, I said, okay, say this with me. Say, Jesus is Lord. And she's like, I said, just say it. You don't have to mean it. Just say it. Jesus is Lord. She said, I can't say it. I said, I know. The Bible said you can't. Because you need the Spirit of God to even say Jesus is Lord. Such a powerful statement. And this is the signature of the Holy Spirit. Because like I said last week, there are many spirits in the world. There's a lot of, there's dark spirits and there's the Holy Spirit. And you want to make sure you're operating in the Holy Ghost, right? Well, here's, it's just, the Bible just kind of sets the signature of the Holy Spirit is one phrase, Jesus is Lord. Anyone that denies any spirit that denies Jesus is Lord, this is the Antichrist spirit in his darkness. So if you want to know what's not from God, a lot of times, you know, the Holy Spirit, when people operate in the Holy Spirit, uh, people can get freaked out and say, man, I was scared or that was the devil. <laughs> you know, when they hear somebody speaking in tongues or something, sometimes they, they don't understand something, they want to call it evil. But it, it, it's important that the Bible says, if you want to know what's the Holy Spirit, it has this signature, Jesus is Lord. Right? Matter of fact, if you want to find a cult, if you want to find what's a cult, it's not because they worship different or they wear different clothes than you or, or whatever. To find a cult, just ask what do you think about Jesus. There's not a cult on the planet that will say Jesus is Lord. They'll say he's a prophet. They'll say a lot of things about him. Because they're antichrist, they want to bring Jesus from the fact that he is God and bring him down to something else. And some of them have written their own Bibles, you know, and it, I won't even mention their names. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But a lot of them wrote their own version of the Bible and left out the part where Jesus is God. 
But any spirit that says Jesus isn't God, that is an antichrist spirit. So we want to get in the Holy Spirit and to get in the, get in the realm of the spirit safely, make sure you say Jesus is Lord. Because that's your entrance way to freely and excitedly move into the realm of the Holy Spirit. Now let's keep reading. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities in activities, but the same God who works all in all. Now what is he saying is this. He's saying the Holy Spirit is creative. He's, he doesn't do the same thing twice. He's, so he's going to do it different. He's going to work differently through you than through me. He's going to have a way of operating through you different. In a, in a small group, it's going to be different than a big group. And, and sometimes, you know, you're never going to be able to uh, put the Holy Spirit in a box and say he has to do this because he ain't like that. He's going to require you to get out there and be spontaneous. For some of you, are like, uh, no, it's going to be cool. But you got to get rid of trying to control the Holy Spirit. That ain't going to happen. Because he's going to do something different, and he's going to use different people in different ways, and you don't have to like it. He's just, that's just the way he is. He will not let you make him a doctrine. He won't let you make him a church. He's a person, and he's going to do it his way, and you're going to learn how to follow him. He is not following you. Are you with me? That's why he's Lord, and you're not. Let's keep reading. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. Everybody, man, what a powerful revelation. Everybody say with me. Let's read it. But the manifestation. Now, now we'll start right there because some of you are like, manifestation. That means for something to be that was hidden to become obvious. It manifested. Like, if, you know, maybe you had a, a ring uh, dropped on the beach and you pushed back the sand and you saw the ring. It manifested, you know. You could see it. The, how many of you know that God wants to manifest himself in the world? That means to make obvious. God, even though he's in your heart, he's in there. He's, he's, he's inside of you. He wants to manifest himself. Everybody say manifest. That's one of those spiritual words. You're going to sound spiritual when you start using it. Like, oh, I just want to manifest the Holy Spirit. You're going to sound great. But it, it, means, it means that the hidden Holy Spirit wants to become obvious. God, who is hidden inside of you, wants to become obvious to everyone around you. Now, he's going to do that through gifts. And we talked about last week how in the book of Acts it says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power and you shall be witnesses. So God wants you to witness to the world through a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are like, I don't even know what that is. Chill. Easy, trigger. Don't worry. It's going to be all right. That's just like for crazy people. No, it's for you because God's willing to work with you like you are. You don't have to be me. You don't have to have my personality. You know, you just got to be you in the Holy Spirit. So don't just get, you're going to get to be you. And you're going to, God's going to use you your way. But here's something important. To each one, look at somebody say, that's you. Each one, to each one is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. To each one, God is giving, God wants to give you a gift to show how awesome he is through your life. Are y'all with me? I mean, like, look, that's like, like, a, that's like superpowers. Like you're one of the X-Men now. Like you don't know if you like throw out fire. I don't know what you might do. We had a lady in our church one time that she prayed for the sick and oil started coming out of her hands. Woo-hoo-hoo. But people listen. People are like, dude, that lady's got oil coming out of her hands. 
I don't know why. I mean, people took handkerchiefs off of Paul's body. They took those, what he just sweat, handkerchiefs, and they would go lay them on the sick, and people would get healed. The Bible said, like, awesome miracles, like unusual miracles. God wants to do the unusual because people don't want to hear the same old thing. You need to become religious and come to our church. They want to know that Jesus is alive. They want to see a manifestation. A manifestation of God. Like, don't tell me about your religion. Tell me about who he is, where he is, and is he with you right now? Now, you're going to have to get out of the old, I go to church and get spiritual. I get in the car and get carnal. You're going to have to leave that behind. Because if you want to do this, it has to become like every day of your life. Don't be afraid. Don't try to force it. But when God speaks to you, bam, you're going to move. And it's going to be super. Because everybody say, to each one is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Powerful, powerful word. That means you. The moment that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, God said, I'm about to use you in a crazy, supernatural way. Tell somebody God wants to put some super on your natural. <laughs> it says that prophets are. In other words, God wants to bless everybody by you stepping out of the logical world and get into the world that cannot be scientifically explained. He wants you to get a little bit wild with it because that's how he operates. You say, well, I don't know if, I don't think God, no, look, I don't care what you think about what God should do. Just read the life of Jesus. There's nothing ordinary about it. Read the Bible and find out how God operates in the book of Acts. These guys are not just talking and starting seminaries. These guys are manifesting God. They're healing the sick. They're raising the dead. They're casting out devils. Everything about their life is supernatural. Why was that? Because that's what God wants for you. Now, you can live an ordinary life, or you can live an extraordinary life, right? I love the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's saying this, look, you know how you get a little bit out of it when you drink a lot of wine? Some of you are like, I do know. <laughs> don't, 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 like, show so other people know. But... He said, it's like that. you got to get a little bit outside yourself. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. you got to get a little bit outside of what people think about you. and who you you got to lose some of your inhibitions. you got to get out of the ordinary and get into something that's a little bit special and get God moving through your life. <laughs> this is not even my sermon yet. This is fun, right? To one, now I'm going to read these gifts, this list of gifts for you, and I want you to pick one that you want. Right? At Christmas time, have you ever looked at other people's presents and say, I'd like to have that one right there? You ever do that one where you get to steal somebody else's present? How many of you love that when you're like the one that has the last thing and you get to steal everybody else's gift? Like, I wanted those glasses. Thank you very much. I love you, but going home with me. So we all know when we hear about gifts, which we, so I'm going to just read this list of nine gifts. There are actually three, uh, th well, there's just nine gifts. And these nine gifts, the Bible says God's given you one of them, so pick one out. Find out which one, like, you know what, I want that one. At the end of the chapter 12, God says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. In other words, I want you to, like, want it. Don't try to avoid it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit scares me. The Holy Spirit shouldn't scare you. He's just love. And he's about to show how awesome he is. But you've got to jump out of that safe world and say, I earnestly desire to be used by God into the supernatural. Here it is. For one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit. 
To another is given the word of knowledge to the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. We're going to call those three revelation gifts. Revelation gifts. Word of wisdom. What is word of wisdom? You suddenly know what to do and it came from God. Happened to me just the other day. I was dealing with something. I, I, I got a communication and, and I suddenly would have got, took me back because of the communication I got. Immediately I knew what to say. I went right. I said, Diane, this is what the Lord said to do. I'm doing this. Boom, boom, boom. Listen, how many of you know that a word of wisdom is pretty good in your life? And sometimes when you're counseling with somebody, you don't even, they're giving you a problem. You don't even know what to say. And then suddenly co- comes out of your mouth, you need to do this. Or you need to stop doing this. Or you need to send them that. You need to write them a letter. Some people say, I don't know how to be a counselor. Well, you can go spend uh, uh, eight years in college you know, studying about counseling. Or you can get the word of wisdom in your life. And it's a gift that just comes to you and you know what to do. That would be cool, wouldn't it? To another, word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is knowing something you couldn't know. It's a revelation. You don't know these people like Jesus with the woman at the well said, you had, she said, I don't have a husband. He said, yeah, you're right, you don't, but you had five and the one you're with is not yours. That's a word of knowledge where you have knowledge you couldn't know. It's really great for people because it just means that God's got your number. Now, this is not fortune telling. This is God knowing something about your life that he shouldn't know. You know, the psychic world, all those psychic people, you know, the psychic network. How come the psychic network didn't know beforehand they were going out of business? It's just a question. They should have known. <laughs> Except for they got huge limits, you know. They specialize in reading people's spirits and their attitudes and their reaction. That's a, a lot of that hocus pocus is about. But the real thing. The real thing is when God knows, I remember, you know, Maddie knows, because you know, she's working with young people. Maddie knows she was getting ready to leave and go do something wrong. Have you ever had one of your kids that you just know, like, uh-uh, somebody right about that. I'm going, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to have some fun with my friends. And I was like, she started coming down the steps, and I said, right there, I know that you are thinking about doing something wrong tonight, but don't you do it because I have the word of knowledge. And the Holy Spirit told me you're about to blow it right. Is it true? Wave your hand, young lady. Is it true? <laughs> I told you. Look, you got a parent with this kind of gift. You can't get away with anything. It's the truth. It's the truth. The Holy Spirit just busts you. You know what she's about to do, don't you? <laughs> it's true. And some of you don't think you have this gift, but at work, you'll go to work and the Holy Spirit will tell you about something about the person next to you. And he'll tell you something like, she just had a fight with her husband because she thinks he's having an affair. And you're like, how did I know that? Then you're like, I ain't going to say it. I'm just going to pray for it, Lord Jesus. Look, you've got a manifestation. Now, I'm not saying you're always going to be right. You might just say, I remember one time, I actually had the same exact word. I went out witnessing. Me and a friend, one of my young guy, disciple guys, I was just going out with him. And I said, look, we're going to follow the Holy Spirit. Let him tell us what to do. There was a lady sitting in the stands at a ball game cheering on her son. And I went, I felt the Holy Spirit said, go sit next to her. I went to go sit next, sit next to her. And uh, I felt the Holy Spirit says she's fighting. She's going through a divorce right now. And she's broken, but she's clapping to hide it from the kids. And she's cheering to hide it from the kids. And so this is a hard word. And I wanted her to know that God was with her and God was going to help her through this process. And I just don't know what to do. So I went and sat next to her. And I'm feeling super awkward because I got a a disciple guy watching me. And now I'm like, this is an awkward thing to say. 
And so the, before I knew it, the game was over. I wasted too much time. So now I'm like the stalker following her out, you know. <laughs> I'm really weird now. I sat by her. Now I'm following her out. And I followed her through the little, uh, you know, corridor. And I said, excuse me, I know this is going to sound crazy. She said, what? I said, the Holy Spirit told me that you're going through a divorce right now. And God wants you to know that he's with you. Her immediate reaction was, no, no, no. She went through half of, no, no, no. And then she went, <laughs> she started crying. Because she knew that she knew at that moment God cared about her. Said that God understood exactly where she was and that he wasn't condemning her and that he was with her. Now, that might not mean anything to you, but it was a blessing to her. And I, I couldn't let her leave there. Listen, this is, some of you, on a regular basis, God tells you stuff about people. Now, I'm not saying you can't miss it, but you've you got to take a chance. You might miss it every now and then. That's just part of you. Ever start riding the bike the first time you got on it? you got to just jump out there and get courageous and be willing to make a mistake every now and then and say, sorry, I made a mistake. Because you're never going to do anything effectively if you're scared. Don't be scared. Just say, look, I might be wrong, but I felt like the Lord told me. Look, just get, you get more, you got to start using something to get used to it. Some of you know this story, Brother, Pastor John, my friend, he, uh, in, in, in Natchez, he, he's, you know, he likes to teach his guys to pray for the sick, and he's told stories about Smith Wigglesworth, and, you know, one time Smith Wigglesworth, a guy had cancer in his stomach, and the Holy Spirit said, punch him in the belly. I'll tell you what, I hope I don't get that word today. How about y'all? <laughs> Jesus' name, Bam! <laughs> You're like, please, Jesus, don't let him do that for me. Well, the guy got healed, so it was a good day. So he's telling the story. So he, he, he's going to this. He goes with this one, was one of his young guys. He goes to the mechanic and who's having back problems. And he goes to the mechanic and says, um, you, know, you know, he says, the mechanic says, it's an older guy. He's having trouble with his back. And he says, listen, we want to pray for you that God touches your back and heal you. He said that my friend John's always doing this thing you know he's always saying can I pray for you right now God's going to heal you did it this week I was with him and uh, so he changes the atmosphere by going Holy Spirit it's no longer ordinary day now it's a Holy Spirit day instantly and so <laughs> he this is good it's actually funny so this is no real point to what I'm telling you <laughs> but but so he's getting ready to pray and his young guy next to him says pastor excuse me I I believe I have something from the Lord. He was like, what? He said, well, I just feel like, I don't know, it's unusual. I've never done anything like this before. He's like, what? He said, I just feel like I need to do something unusual because God's going to touch this man's life. And he said, what? He said, well, just I'm just going to do it. Y'all just pray. So they're close their eyes. And he, and he stretched back and kicked the guy in the rear end. As you know, that didn't work. It didn't. It would have been great had it been a healing, but it was just kind of a mess there. I, <laughs> I think that was the last time he offered to pray for the mechanic. I think the mechanic from then was like, you know what? I've been hurting worse ever since your friend gave me that word. But, you know, you, sometimes you run into things like that and things like that happen and it scares you. And you think, well, I'm just not going to do anything because it might be wrong. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't kick anybody in the rear end. God better tell you that. You need to get an email from God. Sign God before you come to the altar and say, I'm just supposed to kick you in the behind. But, you know, the mechanic did take my money. He probably did need a kick in the behind. 
<laughs> I'm not saying God didn't say it, but I'm kind of happy he did because he ripped me off. So, hey, I don't know. I, who am I to say? But he didn't get well. I know that much. So, so these are revelation gifts and faith. A gift, this gift of faith is like everybody else is afraid that someone won't get healed and afraid that somebody, and they're working it, and suddenly you know they're going to be healed. Some, sometimes you're just worried about your money and worry about what's going to happen with your marriage or your life, and then suddenly a word of faith comes, and you already know how it's going to end. How many want a gift of faith just come on your life? Man, that's a good, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, it is. God made you. He's giving out these gifts right now. And some of you have these gifts in your life, but you're in denial that it's actually happening because you're so used to saying, I ain't doing nothing. you got to repent of that and step over the line and say, Holy Spirit, flow through my life. Flow through. you got to do more than survive in this life. You've got to thrive and conquer in this life. That's why God wants you living in the power of the Holy Spirit. To each one is given. That's a, the, the revelation gifts. Another, it says, gifts of healings by the same spirit. Another, working of miracles. We, these are power gifts. The Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus, puts mud in a guy's eyes and says, go watch, watch in the pool of Siloam. These are power gifts. How many want a power gift? Well, he got them. He's got them. But you have to be willing to, to get out there and just do what God tells you to do. Don't just say the same old prayer, do the same old thing. Wait for God to tell you what to do. Now, it's interesting that gifts of healings are different than gifts of miracles. Because sometimes when you pray for someone that's got cancer or some other situation, they, if it doesn't happen right away, they think nothing happened. And they walk away and start saying, well, I got prayed for, but nothing happened. That's because you don't know the difference in a miracle and a healing. Healing is something that is a progressive. The word healing means something that's beginning to happen. Like the nine lepers, the ten lepers that Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they were going, they started getting healed. That's a gift of healing. They didn't get healed immediately. Their nose grew back, their hands grew back. That didn't happen. But the minute he said it, it happened. And one time he said, uh, he prayed for someone in one different place, someone's child. And it said in that same hour, they, they compared notes and they found out at the same hour the boy was healed. So because you can release healing without releasing a miracle. Are you with me? A miracle speaks of something astonishing that happens that moment. It's all miracles in a way. But don't, because you get prayed for and suddenly you don't feel any different, don't start saying, I don't believe I'm healed. I just feel like it. You just, you know, you can receive a healing without receiving a miracle. Are you with me? Don't mean hold on to the thing that God told you. If God said you're going to church today and I'm going to heal you. It doesn't mean you're going to walk out completely well. God can release healing into your life. He can release a process. He can set things in order in your blood platelets and all the things that are necessary for you to get well begin to turn right side up and start working a healing in your life. So these are things that, look, don't just say, I'll be praying for you. Say, I'm praying for you right now. Now do it because there's a gift in your life. And God is moving through the people who have the nerve to say, I want to pray for you right now. God's going to heal you right now. Look, I've found that people are not mad about that. I don't care if they're Christians, not Christians, somewhere in between. The moment you say, God wants to heal you right now, I'm going to pray for you. Dude, their hope rises up and they're like, do it, pray for me. I was, I was praying for a guy this week. He's in a, you know, he's just country as he can be in a junkyard. And he said, you know, he used to serve God, blah, blah. And we said, we want to pray for you right now. 
And then we just started, it wasn't church, we started prophesying to him that God wants to use your life. God wants to take your musical gift and use you to change the world. And this guy, hard as can be, starts crying because he knows. He looks like one thing on the surface, but inside God wants to speak to him and he hears the voice of God. This is not just my life, this is your life. This is the life that you can thank God for Facebook because you can just prophesy on Facebook. Just go private message somebody. Holy Spirit told me you're messing up. You know, you're probably right about that no matter what. <laughs> you can send that without almost everybody you know every day. <laughs> God told me you're messing up. Yes, you are. I got a confirmation. And another gifts of healings, and that's power gifts. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. There are spoken gifts. Write it down. Spoken gifts. Spoken gifts. In other words, that God gives you utterance. God lets you say something. So when I was prophesying over people last week, the Holy Spirit told me what to say. Sweetheart, I want to pray for you. The Holy Spirit last you yes my you yes the Holy Spirit told me last week I know you had to leave I looked kept looking for you but the Holy Spirit showed me you and He showed me that you were like a post in a storm and I said Lord what kind of post but it was like a, like those posts you see in the Gulf that the storm has come and ripped up everything else but that post just will just keep standing there. And the Lord gave me that picture for you because he said, you're that post for your family, and I'm going to rebuild because of you. I'm going to rebuild because you were firm and you would not be moved, and I'm going to rebuild because you're standing there in the storm, in the wind. Everything else got torn up, but you stood there, and God saw you, and he's going to rebuild that whole platform of your family around what you did. Okay. You, the Holy Spirit showed me you. I was looking for you. The Holy Spirit said that he's going to use you in prophecy. Like you're, you even know sometimes what God wants to say, even at a youth meeting. And you, are, you already know, you feel it. Sometimes when you're doing your Bible study, you feel like God, what God wants to say. And you feel like, well, I'm not the one to say it. And you talk yourself out of it. But the Lord said, this is a revival gift for you. Because I'm speaking to you all the time. And sometimes you even write it down. But the Lord said, these are for you to speak. Speak. Don't be afraid to speak to adults, your mom, your friends. Because this is a great gift. And he's wanting you not to feel intimidated about it. Not to feel like you can't do it because you're too shy or too young. But the Lord said, the minute you open your mouth, I'm going to make you bold. And no one's going to think anything about it. They're just going to honor that you love God and that you won't compromise. And God saw you. He saw your heart. He saw the purity of your heart, and he chose to use you. So be bold and let God use you. Is it true? See, God can use you any month. We could be here all day because it's a river, you know, like a prophecy is a river. Once it's flowing, it'll flow on everybody. Healing's like a river. When healing starts flowing, you better get in because everybody gets healed. You got to know, but it is, it comes out of your belly. And when it starts coming out, it just goes, it'll just keep flowing. We could be here till three this afternoon. But what's important today is that you activate what's inside of you. I'm not scared of a ghost. I got the Holy Ghost living in me. 
I got the ultimate ghost. Do I believe in ghosts? Yes, I do. I got one living inside of me, and he knows where you live, and he knows how to heal you, and he knows. Listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't shame people always, <laughs> hardly ever. But if he does give you an operation, someone gives you a word, it's a little embarrassing. You know what? It's because God wants to heal your life. He's always good. If he's been faithful and good to you, just lift your hands. Is it true? Today, I want to give you these three practical principles. I don't have time to preach them because I, I want to pray for you today. But God is launching you into a supernatural life. Sweetheart. The Holy Spirit said this is the season already has begun of refreshing. I don't know why that is. But he said the season of refreshing that you long for in your family, of, of strengthening. He said that season's already started in your life. It's a breeze, and it's going to renew your youth, and you're going to see the things that you dreamed of that were delayed in your family, things that were delayed. The Lord said, I'm refreshing you so that you'll be so fresh when you see it. I'm strengthening and refreshing your life. You believe that? Number one. These are some practical steps to operate in the Holy Spirit. Number one, it begins with baptism. You must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, don't go until you go to wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. There is a moment you can be a believer and not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, they found some believers and they said, uh, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? They said, no, we've just been baptized in the name of Jesus. And they said, well, you, you in for a blessing. And they got filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it's important. You know, when, when, they, when, the, when the Holy Spirit is poured out in Acts chapter 2, let me just read it to you. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And listen. And began to speak. Say it with me. And began to speak. Say it again. And began to speak. Say it again. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now this is the beginning and the end of operating the Holy Spirit. You've got to speak as you're spoken to. You've got to begin. Everybody say begin. You got to begin. Look, you begin. Don't, boy, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Don't wait. Begin. When you feel the Holy Spirit saying something, begin. Begin. Be the kind of, he's spontaneous. Begin. And they began as the Spirit gave them utterance. They, they didn't feel it till they began. The, the Lord gave them utterance in a simultaneous way that as soon as they started speaking, they got what to say. And they, you get what I'm saying? The Lord gives you a, a little a bump. That's all you're going to get is a bump. But you, from the beginning of being filled with the Holy Spirit to your life in the Holy Spirit, it's always going to be a bump. God never makes you speak in tongues. He never makes you prophesy. He never makes you pray for the sick. If you're waiting for God to make you do it, you're never going to do it. You've got to begin. You've got to begin. You've got to be the one that says, I'm beginning. I'm just going to do what God tells me to do. God's looking for someone to use at your school, your work, your home. This is not my idea. This was his idea. Number two, recognizing the voice. you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit, number one. Number two, you have to learn to recognize the voice, the impulse. 
Sensitivity and discernment and recognizing the voice of the Holy Spirit is the first step in living a supernatural life. Write this down, Isaiah 50, verse 4. The servant of God says, the Lord has given me the tongue of a disciple and of one who is taught that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Now I want you to underline this because this is for you. He awakens, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as a disciple, as one who is taught. Say it with me. Say, Lord Jesus, awaken my ears to hear like one who is taught. Tomorrow morning, the Holy Spirit's going to visit you, and He's going to wake you up, and He's going to tell you something tomorrow morning, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to be a comfort to the people around you. All you need to do is hear. You just need to hear something, and you need to get out of it. I'm not sure if that was God. You'll know it when you jump into it. It's hard to explain. It's just stop saying that's not God. Stop saying I can't. Stop saying, I'm not sure about that. Stop saying all that stuff because God wants to bring you from glory to glory, victory to victory, faith to faith. He wants to launch you into something supernatural, but he's looking for one who has the nerve to hear. If you want to hear, just lift your hand and say, I want to hear, man. Look, God's about to tell you who to pray for. God's about to tell you what to say. God's about to give you pictures and images and understanding. You're about to see if someone's got cancer and you're going to pray for them. You're about to see if someone's got migraine headaches and you're going to pray for them. You're about to see it. It's not just for preachers. Each one is given a manifestation. Each one is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. God is about ready to move you out of the realm of understanding into the realm of the supernatural. He awakens morning by morning my ear to hear. And I'm going to finish with this. Spontaneous obedience. I've indicated it already. I just want to write it down as the third little principle. Spontaneous obedience. You just have to be that person that says, look, I'm just doing it. Dying knows. My pastor died of cancer. We all prayed for him. And they had a funeral and all the greatest people were there. And they were all praying... You know, that, that God saw a beautiful flower and wanted to pick it. I thought, you know, I don't buy it. I feel like I want to pray for my pastor, and I don't get a chance to. He was dead. And, and I went back to my friend's house, me and a few other crazy friends, and we were praying. I felt like, you know what, I'm going to pray for him right now. They said, he's in the grave. I said, let's go. And we went out to the graveyard <laughs> by downtown Hammond. I went out to the graveyard, and we started praying, and I didn't feel anything, you know, was, there was no music playing like this. You know, it would have been great if this would have been there. You know, it was like the, 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 that like smoke was coming up off the graveyard. And it was a few, you know, silhouettes, Christians out there. And uh, we prayed nothing happened. My friend, you know, who had a good idea, he said, you know what? I think you got to be like Elijah. you got to lay on, on him and breathe on him. So I immediately, he said that was the Holy Ghost. I jumped on those flowers. <laughs> I found myself breathing on those like prickly things that they put the stick the flowers together with, the ones that stick you. I'm getting stuck and I'm laying down there. And then, then my friend says, hey, look, how do you know that's the head? I was like, I don't know. He said, well, swip around. I think the head's on the other end. So I flopped around and I jumped. Look, look. I'm, there's a reason I'm telling you. I jumped around to the other side. And I'm laying in the 12 o'clock at night. I'm laying on a grave of my pastor. And I'm smelling the flowers. On the grave. And then my, sense of, my, my friend said, well, it was like a sin, really. <laughs> he was a friend, though. My friend said, 
now you need to breathe. And I was like, I don't know how to breathe. He said, the Holy Spirit wants you to breathe. I started going, <laughs> I'm now breathing at 12 o'clock on a grave of flowers. I don't know if my pastor rose from the dead, but he's going to be upset that I, I didn't dig him up first. He's like, thank you very much. You're supposed to roll the stone away. You can't just, <laughs> he's probably going to tell me like I smothered to death that night. Thank you very much. But you know, at that time, at that time, I was like the piano player, just a little guy in the church, just trying to serve God. But I believe that that's when God said, you're going to be a pastor. Like that nut laying on the grave, that guy laughing and everyone's laughing at him. I mean, and he's breathing on those flowers. God said, you know what? I need somebody a little crazy. Come on, somebody. I need somebody a little crazy that's, you know what, it might look weird, it might sound weird, but you know what, I got up from there and I got an anointing from heaven. I was just a guy in the church, but here I am today. I'm a pastor. God anointed me to do great things for him because of one spontaneous moment. He said, jump on the grave. I jumped on it. If you've got God to use you, be spontaneous. Don't be afraid. 